Normally first and ten with Zach Willis because he's with us first part of the week. This being the night before the game, we'll call this fourth and one because there's only one more day to go. And he's probably the fourth person we've talked to about it this week. But his ideas will be fresh because he knows the Tigers and he lives in Kentucky. So he knows the Wildcats. Coach, hope you had a great Christmas and welcome in once again to Sports Talk. Great to have you. Thank you so much, Phil. Did you have a great Christmas? I did. How about you? How did Hanukkah go? It was great. It's fantastic. I'm glad you had a good one. Um, I'm sure Santa Claus was good to you and Sarah and everybody else. Absolutely. Always has been and hopefully will continue to be till my days are over. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully that's way on way on down the road. You being <laughs> such the, the fitness nut, as is your wife, I'm sure you're going to keep each other in great shape moving forward, unlike some other people I know on this show. Uh, Chris Bergen. Um, yes. I'm more squishy. <laughs> that's what happens when you go to Hawaii for 10 days. Yes. Well, Santa Claus is really uh, good to me, Coach. <laughs> me too. Let's uh, let's talk about the game. Uh, I foresee low scoring. Uh, I, you know, you look at these two teams. Uh, they both like to run the football. Uh, they both uh, can stop the run. So I think one thing will be which one does the better job there. And protecting the football, I think, is going to be huge because I think – I think your your possessions might be limited to some degree. Um, so what is your take? What's going to swing this game one way or another, in your opinion? Well, I think, you know, obviously the, one of the immediate impacts you see when you first start breaking this game down is who's not playing in the game. And um, Clemson's got three starters on defense plus – well, four really because, I, I, you know, uh, they have the three NFL guys, and, and obviously linebacker Jeremiah Trotter is an incredible player. Wiggins is a first-round draft pick, it looks like. Aurora Rowe is a really good against the run. And then you, you're losing Makuba, who I don't know why he's transferring, what's going on there, but a great football player. Um, now, they have people that can replace them. And Kentucky's losing two offensive linemen. And it sounds like maybe their tailback may not play. I couldn't get a clear read on that. Oh, he is playing. He is. Well, he is playing. Ray me. Davis that's, is playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. that's good for the fans, too, uh, because he's a heck of a player and a lot of fun to watch. I do know quite a bit about both of these football teams. These are two very well-coached teams. These are two high-character teams. This ought to be a pretty good football game, and I can see it being very physical um, and being a lower-scoring game. Uh, you know, the biggest thing about uh, these teams, too, both of them kind of less had seasons. Uh, he finished on high notes. Both of them did. Um, Clemson's a big thing, I think, Phil, is just don't beat yourself. And your talent should be enough to win a close ball game. But they've got to win the turnover battle or at least break even. And Kentucky's very opportunistic if you don't. What's been the mood around the state of Kentucky about this Kentucky team all season? I, I, I guess they did not achieve what they had hoped to achieve um, they did end up beating Louisville last game of the regular season in Louisville, I believe. So that that kind of healed some wounds there, I, I guess, going into the postseason. Stoops has got them into a bowl game once again. But, I mean, a couple of years ago, they were right there vying for 
the SEC East and thinking some really big things. Uh, and, and this year they kind of take a step back. So what, what is yeah. the mood in, in your state about this Kentucky team? Well, it, it is exactly that. It, it, the, the, the Louisville game was a huge uh, shot in the arm for the program. Um, but, you know, the quarterback situation, you know, getting, you know, a kid that was one of the ACC's, if not the best quarterback coming off last year, one of the top quarterbacks not only in the ACC but the entire country, and he just never could pick up the system. And down toward the end, things started coming together for them. But they started out on fire and ended up with a huge win, but kind of fizzled in the middle of the season. Of course, lost a really close game to the University of South Carolina. So Clemson has common opponents they can look at, engage off of. And, I, you know, you know, Kentucky fans are always they're like Carolina fans. are going to rally around their team. They're going to back them. But they are, they're disappointed for sure in what they thought that the season would bring as to what it brought. Now, uh, Stoops has done a phenomenal job. He's winning his coaching school history now, even above Bear Bryant. Um, so people are fairly high on him uh, and, and high on the team in general. Um, uh, philosophically speaking, you know, they're a much more conservative offense than what we've seen out of Clemson up until this year. Um, but I think Clemson enjoys the edge in big game experience and in being successful there from the years of it. And, you know, I think last five years they've been top ten in the nation in recruiting. They're not a big portal team. Uh, so they've got quality depth, and that should play out. But these bowl games, as you know, Phil, come down to bowl preparation, the attitude the teams take while they're down there in Florida getting ready as to who really comes out and jumps on who. Um, I can't see one of these teams laying an egg, though. Yeah. Talking with Zach Willis, what about Liam Cohen? You know, he was there. He goes to the pros. He comes back. And, I mean, their offense, um, it, it's sort of like with, with Garrett Riley at Clemson uh, in this in this year. Two highly acclaimed coordinators with great reputations – but you can't say that either offense has lit it up this season. No. I think, honestly, what it showed me in both places, is these guys have a system they run. If the quarterback doesn't fit their system, they don't have the ability to adjust. Now, maybe that's a cheap shot, but I, don't, I think it's obvious that, you know, you had two uh, kids that are highly acclaimed. And, and, you know, Dabo, I think, basically reined in the offense and realized, hey, we're better than these teams we're losing to. We quit being fancy and just run these two stud running backs we've got and just make sure our quarterback doesn't beat us. We can win and play to our defense, which is our strength. And I think that's what Stoops Stoops has done that for years. You're never going to light it up with him unless your team is just – the Kentucky crowd is just far superior to somebody. They're not going to blow a lot of people out. They just out-tough people, a lot like we did at Michigan State. And being in the SEC, they're almost never out going to be – you know, outgunning anybody other than Vanderbilt on talent. So they're used to being in this position. And I think as far as the coordinators go, um, they're, they're both of them need to adjust how they handle kids who don't fit into their slots and know how to do things. And, you know, I heard Dabo made a quote, I never said no so many times as I have this year on play calls. And I compliment him for that because it might not have been exciting, but he figured out how to win the team he had and did and I and coach Stoops has been doing that for years now you know Kentucky with Ray Davis you got a guy that 
is the leading touchdown maker in the SEC this year, running the football, um, number three in rushing in the league. This is a guy that ran well at behind Vanderbilt's offensive line. You put him behind Kentucky's offensive line, and now you really see what he can do. So this matchup of Clemson's defense against the Kentucky offensive line and also having to tackle Ray Davis, who's a he's a big yards-after-contact guy. You're not going to get him yeah. down on first contact or probably with one one guy tackling him. But what about that matchup? Despite what Clemson has lost, you know, they, they still have Peter Woods to plug in there. Um, it, it's they, they still have Thomas back. They they still have um, O'Maskell's playing. I mean, they lose Oro They lose Trotter. Trotter's a big loss, but, you know, Dabo feels like Woodass is a good player. Um, probably yep. going to see more uh, Griffin in the in the secondary to help replace uh, Mukaba. Having Jalen Phillips back will help there. But, again, up front, that matchup with Kentucky's big offensive line, uh, how do you think Clemson's going to do? How, how do you think they're going to handle that? Well, I think it'll be a really physical game. I think the team, the team that's got the best depth, which would go to Clemson, should really help them. Kentucky uh, does not play a fast pace. They're going to, like you said, possessions may be more precious in this game. Kentucky's one of the slowest operating offenses, most methodical offenses in the whole country, statistically speaking. Whereas, you know, Clemson likes to hurry things up. Now, what that'll do is you probably won't see Clemson get worn down on the defensive side because they've got great depth. But also, Kentucky's pace is, you know, they they plod along. They're really physical. They want to pound the football. They're more like a Big Ten-style football team in that way. Uh, I think if Clemson uses their athleticism and their size, they move and slant their guys, bring some run blitzes because they still got Barrett in there who decided to come back, which is a massive, to me, uh, a massive deal. I mean, that, that kid is super talented. If he's not first-round material, I'd say he's top three for sure. Uh, uh-huh. Having him back is going to be huge for them. And like you said, you just start naming off all these other players. Wood has made some phenomenal plays this year, and we already know this. He's already proven himself. So that, that D-line up front is big, they're athletic, and they're deep. I think they'll do fine, but this is going to be a four-quarter game because Kentucky's going to drag it out if they can. If Clemson's executes in the red zone and that their backs run like they're capable of running, and you know, and their QB just plays in the system, doesn't try to win it himself. Kentucky does struggle with athletic quarterbacks still, and uh, he is most definitely. Cade you know, is a athletic kid. Um, it's you know, it's it's going to be a good game. I, I really would tell anybody you want to see a good football game if you like real football, physical. Right at you, football. This ought to be one of the best matchups of the whole bowl season, I think. Mm-hmm. Fourth and one with Zach Willis here tonight on Sports Talk, getting ready for the Gator Bowl tomorrow between the uh, Kentucky Wildcats and the Clemson Tigers. And, Coach, is there any such thing as bowl momentum? And, you know, you have a Clemson team that won all of its games in November, really finished off the regular season on a high note. Louisville is the only team that Kentucky was able to beat of its last six, but that's a huge win for them, obviously, as you well know, in the state of Kentucky. So if there is such a thing as bowl momentum, how does it play into tomorrow, and how do you maintain it because these two teams haven't played in about a month? Well, I think I think one thing I'd say is you know, the Kentucky win is huge, but Clemson's legitimately better than they were. They've changed their approach. They've changed how they attack people offensively to fit their talent. Um, I think they are the better team going in here. 
Obviously, losing Trotter, Wiggins, Aurora, and Makuba hurt, but they have a culture, and, can, and and they have talent and culture, whereas Kentucky is kind of still feeling their way along with this new offensive coordinator who, you know, is going to have to decide how bad he wants to win versus how bad he wants to run his system with a very talented quarterback transfer who's got one more shot here to make it count. And they had a huge win against uh, a Louisville team that, was very good. But Clemson, your consistency to me, if you look back over the things, you win one out of your last six contests versus a team that was on a legitimate roll, beating quality opponents like Notre Dame and uh, North Carolina. I mean, really, really good football that they played at the end of the year. I like where they're at, and I know from a standpoint of being prepared, they're going to go down there and not leave any stone unturned. Dabo knows how important this bowl is leading in next year and also leading in the finishing off recruiting. Kentucky is going to be a tough just they're they're tough out no matter if they hit this game with South Carolina, they were in the middle of that losing streak. They definitely did not play like a team on a big losing streak. They're going to come out and play hard. I would give the edge to Clemson and I do think there's bold momentum. You look back over the years and, and Danny Ford was great at it and Dabo's been great at it. And and last year they struggled against Tennessee, and I think he's going to use that as motive, motivation. Say hey, we're playing an SEC team. This is what people from the SEC say about Clemson, blah, blah, blah. He's got a ton of ammunition he can use, and I look for him to use every bit of it motivationally and then come out and play like they're playing for the national championship. Talked about Devin Leary, the uh, Kentucky quarterback, and obviously most of the attention, I think, certainly regionally and for Clemson fans is probably on Ray Davis, their outstanding running back. But what should Tiger fans expect to see from Devin Leary? And if they watched any of the South Carolina game, completed about 50% of his passes for a touchdown and was sacked twice. I mean, is that the kind of guy they should anticipate seeing, somebody who's going to be much like Cade Klubnik, as you pointed out earlier, more of a game manager than going out and trying to win the game on his own? You know, I think that's what they're probably going to see, but I prepare for the North Carolina State version that really played them off their feet a couple of times. It's just as a, as a coach and an athlete, I always prepare for the absolute worst and hope for the best. You know, you know give them all the credit in the world in your preparation. When they know what kind of throws it make. They've got the video them in the dog fights in Raleigh and in Death Valley with this, this kid being an all-ACC quarterback and, you know, a kid that really had a high ceiling and just really, I think, mismanaged his future, honestly, by leaving NC State and going to Kentucky. But that's that's my opinion. That's all it is. But, you know, he's going to know Clemson. He's not. He's going to be very familiar with them. And that's going to be uh, – he's played these other games and not been familiar with these SEC teams. Now, it, you know, in a way, it's kind of like coming home for him. So it would be – it'll be an interesting storyline to see how he performs against a team that he saw for three three years, you know, and, and played against and played fairly well from what I remember. I mean, NC State was always a big game and still is a big game for Clemson. So I would look at it that way, know this, what this kid's capable of, um, but has not performed to that level this year. Of course, he does not have, other than Ray Davis, they don't have the kind of weapons and the kind of attack. You know, they're more plotting. Like I said, if you can win first down against a team – like a Kentucky and get them behind the yardsticks, it makes it really hard on them to get first downs. And I, I promise you Clemson's defensive staff knows that and they're really going to load up against the run and challenge, challenge the Kentucky to beat them deep. 
Coach, great stuff. Uh, we wish you a happy new year. Uh, and get yourself ready. We'll bring you back in prior to the national championship to uh, break that down as well, if you don't mind. So Absolutely. great uh, stuff. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a great holiday weekend, a great New Year's, and we'll talk to you before the national championship game. Appreciate you, okay, Coach. happy holidays, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Zach Willis, fourth and one.